Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What up? This is Myron, and this is episode 21 of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The alternative underground back alley secret society speakeasy dive bar style podcast about the Seattle Mariners. Wow, what a fucking week. Another crazy week of uh, Mariners baseball. And, uh, you know, hey, to you Fairweather fans, welcome back. Welcome back. We've been expecting you. Listen, no hard feelings. I get it. I get why you've tuned out on the Mariners. And now you're back in at the. T- and now our beloved Mariners are headed to Washington. That's right. We play the Washington Nationals for two games. Really quick uh, a night game and a morning, uh, afternoon game there, or early afternoon, lunchtime game there on Wednesday. And then they're out of there. So, so on this episode, we don't really focus too much on the Nats. Uh, they're not doing great this season. But we do talk about what just happened, what has transpired with the four-game sweep in Toronto and where that is propelling the team. And we also discuss the all-star selection of Julio and the snubs that are currently going on. And on today's episode, before me and Hanno started to record, my grandma Norma called up and told me she had some strong opinions about the last week in Marinerland. So uh, I decided to give her a call back and we just kind of have a little bit of a conversation that I'm going to let you guys listen to and Hanson listen to. And then we're just going to jump into the episode. Anyways, again, thank you for liking and subscribing and sharing the news about the Rye Bread Mustard podcast. We are seeing an increase in downloads, so just remember to download the episodes if you can. And when you subscribe, you know what? That means you get the notifications of when the new episodes are coming out, so you don't have to play this guessing game. Yeah, I say they're coming out on Mondays and Fridays, but come on. I'm going to get you two a week, but... Um, you know, you never know when they're going to drop. And, you know, thank you to the people that have left reviews or have rated us, especially the five-star ratings. Love those. Love those. Just like a five-tool player, I like a five-star rating. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way. You sit back, relax, or drive in your car or whatever you're doing while you listen to this pod and check out episode 21 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast oh yeah I, I saw your call I'm just calling you back I saw it just yeah so how exciting was that four game series oh my god yeah and especially the one where I got to watch it on my iPad oh the oh Apple TV god. game that was just like I was there. Yeah, well, you couldn't get into it right away. I had to help you get in there. 
oh, I know it, but I finally did. But I got in there on the second inning. But that, but, but it, but it's just like you were there. It was up so close. I could see it so well, you know. But I'll tell you, uh, just about everyone on that team can hit. Yeah, you know, they when they get yeah, the hitting's contagious when they're definitely getting it going. Yeah, but yeah, but you notice how Myron they stick together as a team. They they seem to like each other. Yeah, and they just added Carlos Santana, the guy who won the two games, and he's you know a little bit older, so he's more of a uh, you know older yeah. brother figure. Hey, at first I had my doubts about him, but boy, when he hit that one homer and won that game. You know? Yeah. And nice. then he came back the next day and hit two more. Yeah, right. In there. But I mean, they all seem to feed off of each other, or, you know. Yeah, and the pitching's yeah. been good, too. Anyway. Well, well, now they're yeah, excited. Really, now they're exciting. I, now everybody wants to be a fan again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, the other night they had 41,000 people there. Yeah, a lot of those were Blue Jays fans, but still. Oh, well, I mean, but you mean from here? Yeah, but they were from, you know, I don't know, maybe people were traveling over from Canada that used to do it, but well, they weren't able to do it for a couple of years. I tell you, on, uh, on that, um, on that one I watched on my iPad, I'll tell you, I figured it was like I was up there in Canada because they kept just talking about the Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. Oh, they didn't so care about had, the Mariners on the Apple uh, thing? Yeah, on the Apple thing. They, they they didn't talk about the Mariners that much. I could have swore I was in the Canadian, you know, looking at their channel on my iPad. <laughs> yeah, and I said, Jesus, I'm not interested in those guys. I want to talk about the Mariners, you know. Yeah, but, but you said you liked it when they had Eugenio all mic'd up with the microphone and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then now I've, I've learned to, to watch a half hour earlier because that's when they do some interviews. But I get so damn mad at that Gilbert. He gives the damn store away before the Yankees ass out of there. Oh, <laughs> well, he... I mean, he hasn't I mean, been he hasn't been as sharp, but he's been holding us in there all year. I mean, I know he's a young kid, you know, and that, but he's and he's a nice kid. But God, it may, I I think get up, you manager, get him out by now. <laughs> See, sometimes those other pitchers on the other team, like when they aim at those guys' feet and things, I I feel that they're aiming to hurt him. Oh, you still think people are out to hit the Mariners? Yeah, you know, I think, yeah, I think like the opposing team sometimes, I think they'd like to injure Julio and Ty France and a few of them, you know. Well, we're going to have to deal with the Angels and the Astros, uh, you know, at the end of the month and beginning of uh, next month. So we'll see what happens. Something's going to happen. I know. it, But I'll tell you, the team I don't like is the Red Sox. Yeah, I don't like them either. No, they they drive uh, they drive me nuts. But Myron, those guys from the Blue Jays, I told your mom they look like damn tanks. They're the biggest guys. I can't. Did you see their size? Yeah. I mean, they're huge. Just about every one of them was was a big guy, like a big tank. Yeah, Guerrero's I, big. All of see, them are I'm big. The, I I I thought. One guy got picked off trying to steal. I thought, Jesus, you're not fast enough to steal. You know? <laughs> yeah. He was. I mean, I don't care. He didn't get a good start. But he, I thought, what made you think you could steal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you, see, did you see when Julio fell on the ground? Oh, God, yes. Yes. And crawled over there to the base. Yep. Hey. Did you see where they made an outline of it? Yeah, they did an outline of that. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny. Oh, God. Hey, see, see, now that'll go down for years. You'll see that play. Yeah, but he still never gave up on that play. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, 
so now, now tomorrow they play what at four o'clock. Yeah, today's game's at four o'clock, and then Wednesday they play at nine in the morning. So you got to get up early for that one. Oh yeah, because I'm up then. Oh God, yes, nine in the morning. Well, yeah, I'll hop right out. Then, then I'll be uh, sad the rest of the day. There won't be anything at night. I, I usually, uh, what I usually do is the first thing in the morning, I go on uh, the Mariner channel, you know, and look up to see when they're on. Yeah. Except, except that one day, <laughs> it was in the afternoon, and I didn't know it, and I watched the game that night, you remember? Yep. <laughs> I thought it was the right thing. Well, at least they won yeah. that game, so you know what? It was worth the wait, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, well, I got to go call my friend and do the episode, but I just had to get your hot take. So, yeah. Hey, those Mariners, I'm telling you, Myron, don't give up on them. Not even till a while. I know we're not giving up. We're not. I know a lot of people gave up and they're going to come back. Uh, Not me. I'll tell you, I, I, I hold true right to a last ball. So if we just keep winning. And keep healthy. I mean, uh, on the Mariners, I, I I just could see it, you know. So, and, but I get mad at them then, like that Blue Jays and Tank. So, <laughs> yeah. All anyway. right. Okay. All right, hey, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. Yeah, she's got some good takes, and she's got a little superstition in her. She's a true Mariner fan and baseball fan. I like it. Yeah, and I, I liked her observation of Toronto Blue Jays, of the Toronto Blue Jays. They, they are a bunch of big guys on that team. Yeah, like she said, a tank. Tanks, tanks. So you were down there. Let's just get right to it. You were down there on game four. How was it? What was going on? Man, it was awesome. It was electric atmosphere. A lot of Blue Jay fans, a lot of Mariner fans. Um, Yeah, I got in there, jumped off the uh, light rail. A lot of fans of both teams heckling each other. And uh, How is riding the the light rail? I like it. I like it a lot. It kind of, um, you don't have to worry about parking and yeah, it's slick. I think it reminds me of like going to some of the other ballparks I went to like Yankee stadium coming in there, you know, just getting off. It's it's a a smooth deal. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Especially if you're going to drink so you don't have to drive. Uh, there's a lot of those highway patrol people out there, especially on that stretch right there on, on I five. Um, also, uh, what was the what was the experience like on the train? Was it was it was there Blue Jays fans? Was there Mariners fans? Was it just commuters? Yeah, I get on at the north end, and so mostly Mariner fans. And then once you get into the downtown area, it was just loaded with Blue Jay fans hopping on, you know, from their hotels down there. This is the most excited I've been for the team since last year, game one sixty two. Is right now. How about you? How about yourself? Yeah, the fever is, is there. I mean, going into it, just hoping for a split with them and then coming out and winning every game was, you know, every game. It was like a big just climax to the top. Every game got better and better and better with more drama, you know? Yeah. I said, yeah. I mean, it. it this is exciting. I mean, we've kind of been in the national picture, at least in the uh, in the national baseball picture, you know, since the brawl that happened in Anaheim and, you know, we happen to get hot after that. We happen to be serving all these, uh, Mariners have happened to be serving all these suspensions, you know, back to back to back, but yet they've just rolled on. They've made trades for Carlos Santana, you know, they're 11 and one with him. They're hot. They're now getting segments on, you know, MLB and ESPN, you know, the big dogs. In fact, I just watched uh, Mark DeRosa's segment. If you haven't checked that out, go check it out. He basically breaks down uh, the team if they were a boy band, you know, like a, like an NSYNC or a Backstreet Boys. Uh, have you seen how, that segment How about yet? Hanson? 
Hanson. There you go. I think they're a little edgier <laughs> than Hanson, but yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, so Hanson, do you like Hanson? I was. I never really paid attention to him, to be honest with you. Just, you know, back in the day, people used to tease me about it. Did you ever have a Hanson CD? Uh, no, never. No, didn't you drive a Camaro? True. Black Camaro? School. I'm pretty sure I saw you rolling into Ballard High School parking lot one time, and I could hear faintly as you were driving up. Oh, yeah. And then you turn that shit down and put on some Brother Lynch hung, you know, when you came around the corner. No, I don't know if that was true. Uh, But, no, they did a... um. He did a boy band segment, and do you want to know the results? It's kind of like one of those uh, jib-jab like with the big heads uh, that they did with some cheap animation. But basically, they had Julio as the young... He has Julio as the young heartthrob. He's got uh, Carlos Santana as like the smooth operator, like the guy who would... Like the guy in the band who can actually play a couple of instruments... Um, you know, and, and like when he does, does his like solo stuff, it's, it's, it's all acoustic kind of, uh, they had the stylish one that was Robbie Ray. Um, and then they had JP as the bad boy and then Logan as the tall goofy one. Gotcha. So that, there it is. One, one more time. Julio, the young heartthrob, Carlos Santana, the smooth operator or, Give me your heart, make it real. That kind of smooth operator. Maybe that's what they were going after. And uh, Robbie Ray is the stylish one. JP is the bad boy. And Logan, the tall, goofy one. Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, or me, Ken Griffey Jr. I'm the good-looking one. Since kicking some ass, we've been kicking ass, right, Hanno? Yeah, I mean, man, we're on our best stretch of games played in the last 20, like back to 2003, I heard. So, yeah, we're we're, we're kind of uh, back to where we ended up last year. Yeah, and I believe this is the longest winning streak that we've had since 2015 of consecutive games. Yeah, we haven't games. put so many streaks together, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and, and you know what's crazy is this has all come when we've been very, very, you know, skeleton crew, especially on the offense and particularly on the offensive. And, uh, you know, JP had his suspension. I lucky enough, I got to see him play in San Diego. And since he's come back and he's had this little bit of rest, he's killing it, right? Oh, yeah. He's playing awesome offensively and defensively. I, I like him in the one spot. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, you know, uh, Winker does his six uh, games last week, and all we did was, uh, I don't know, sweep San Diego and Toronto. And let's be honest, going into that, I was just somehow, some way, just praying we could go 500 in that stretch. Weren't you? Just be honest. Yeah, I was just hoping for a split. I mean... It's so nice that with those guys being down that we played so well. I mean, we were already depleted by injuries. And with those guys being out and winning all these games, our pitching staff has been amazing. And now we're finally starting. Obviously, it's time this recording. J-Rod is about to serve his one-game suspension, like I was saying to my grandma. Don't really understand exactly what he's being suspended for. She thinks he said something dug out. You don't know. I don't know. There's never been a clear answer, has there? No, no, and I didn't even know that it was announced that it got reduced the game, you know? So I was just like, oh, it's one game suspension now. I didn't hear anything about it so or you, why. Yeah, and you're 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 going to do this, and you're going to cut down Juan Soto and J-Rob playing in the same game. It just kind of, kind of just seems silly. It doesn't seem like a, a positive move for baseball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if any games... For him to miss, I guess, against Washington would be the better of them all since they're not having a great season. They're kind of like the A's of the National League. Yeah, I get that. Record. I understand that. And I guess you'd want to have 
your players against, you know, the people you directly are competing with. I understand that. It just sucks that you're going to, you know, the only marquee, like one of the very few marquee games that you're going to have Juan Soto and uh, Julio Rodriguez in it is the one that starts at 9 a.m. Yeah, that's true. You know, on Wednesday. But anyways, you know, since really quick, since we always got to just take a quick, quick check on the fight. It's just like a real fight. You're still like it's gotten personal. So, you know, the Mariners know what the Angels are doing and what the Angels know what the Mariners are doing. But if you don't know, the Angels at this time are 11 games below 500. That's yes. If you've been keeping score at home that's worse than the Mariners have ever been at any point in this season but yeah the Angels are 11 games below 500 what do you think about that oh I'm extremely happy for the poor Angels you know after they kind of provoked the whole thing and everything we've gone in totally opposite directions as far as us getting hot winning games putting the street together and them just imploding and it not working out in their favor it's Yes. I love to see it. Yes, and I'll be one of the first people to admit where when we lost that game, I was there. When we lost that game, it felt like a game was stolen from us, right? When we got all those crucial players suspended the very next day, I'm sure it was really like emotionally and physically a drag to have to go out and play again. They lost that game, and outside of that, they have only lost one game since then. And... Go ahead. No, yeah, incredible. Like you said, uh, lost that game and then lost the next game after that. And it just kind of like, whoa, we thought it might be a little pick-me-up for them, but it, maybe it's not going to be a galvanizing thing. But, boy, was I ever wrong. They've turned it around and even seemed like, you know, even your grandma said they're more cohesive. They're pulling for each other. They're a good team that, that likes each other, like she said. Also, since the brawl, We've had the best stretch of baseball that, like we've said for, you know, many, many years, like in the history of this organization. And we've been shorthanded. We're about to get these guys back. We're about to get, you know, Hanniger and Lewis hopefully back after the stretch. I'm pretty excited. Um, and, you know, the next time that the Mariners are in the house, it's going to be against Houston. And let's not forget what's going on with the Mariners in Houston. I think that was the pers- the team on the uh, radar until the Angels just kind of came out of nowhere to be a, you know, a foe to us. Uh, there's a lot of competitiveness. It's crazy that we won eight games and then you go and look at the Western standings or the you look at the AL West and you're like, let's just see what, oh my God, we're still 12 games behind them. Um yeah, you're right. They've just played almost as equal to us. We haven't gained hardly any games. I think maybe one game, but it's unfortunate how we've not made up as much games on the uh, AL West, but on the wild card, we've just taken off, and now we're tied. It's a good feeling to be a Mariner fan. Yeah, I and listen, don't, don't, bitch, don't kill my vibe right here, okay? Like, don't go look at the AL West. Uh, standings because I, w- I was feeling good talking wild card and then you know you go over and you hit the AL West for the divisionals and you're like let me see how much we've caught oh we haven't we've caught up one game we caught up one game <laughs> but don't worry about that this is wild card we're we're all about the wild card you know you know what the plus side or the glass half full about the wild card is more games for your journey. And if you're, you know, nuts like us that need games and content, I'm all for it. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdome. Okay, so let's just quickly recap and just relive and do a victory lap of the series sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays, starting with Game 1, which was last Thursday. 
Uh, to me, out of all four of these, and I think to everybody else, this was the most complete, solid win we had of the series. We had what the Dylan Moore uh, uh, bow wrapped home run gift that uh, happened that game. Do you remember that? Yeah, I've never. It was yeah, well, it went off the guy's glove about halfway between the grass and the warning track, and just leapfrogged over the wall. I was not, I haven't seen one of those. Yeah, and uh, you know, then we saw you know Eugenio making a, a pretty costly error uh, on that uh, grounder. He charged and barehand and threw to first base. Probably didn't need to make that throw. And then he comes back with a multi-hit game, multi-RBI, and a home run in this game. That was pretty uh, sick to see. Yeah, it was. I mean, he played outstanding third base for us. Like you know, so far this year, kind of what we weren't told about him and for him then to uh, atone for his mistake and have a big day at the plate sure helped us get that somewhat easy victory in the series, first game of the series. Yeah, and we had Cal, big dumper, going yard in this game. It's nice to see balls going out to right field. I know it looks, especially at T-Mobile, doesn't seem like we get to see that too much nowadays. A lot of those nice majestic shots to left field. Really like this one from Cal. Seemed like it came off the bat pretty hard there. Good swing. God, he's just improved so much at the plate. Like I think if the All-Star game was another month from now, you'd see him on, on the team. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, turned his whole game around. I mean, he's always been really good behind the plate, but lately, what does he have? Almost 30 RBIs in the last month or so, yeah, you were telling me? Yes, yes, he does. Which is in, insane. Which is you're up there amongst not just the catchers, league leaders. Also in this game, JP played some just outstanding defense. Again, like having him gone for four games. Yes, we were playing Oakland, and uh, you know maybe they they could get away with it, but they needed a JP. I feel like if he was suspended during this series, there's a different. Uh, there's a lot more runs. There's more uh, hits getting through the infield. Just total presence out there out in the field oh i agree he was phenomenal and i gotta give credit to marco gonzalez too he pitched another great game he's been kind of an unsung hero for us and how he's pitched and how solid he's been game two we did you know obviously have a walk-off at the end of this game this was the apple tv uh baseball uh game of the week you have some feelings about this? No comment. No. Um, you know, I don't like it that much because, you know, it's kind of, it's, I don't like the announcing. Uh, the pitcher and the quality that they're presenting to us is crystal clear, really good. I like that. I don't like having to watch it on my iPad. Um, so that's my nitpicking of it for the most part, you know? I mean, I started watching the Dodger game instead. I think that was a bit extreme to do that. I I I have I'm happy I'm very happy with it. I enjoy it. It's putting the Mariners out there in a national uh on a national stage that they don't usually get. Um and you know what? It's a national uh broadcast I know my grandma thinks that they were just talking about the Blue Jays but if you think about this Mariners fans that just hate this kind of stuff one you have to have certain cable companies to have uh you know root sports or you have to pay you know extra money for the packages at least people that don't have that can watch this for free also I also think when you just watch Mariner broadcasts uh like my grandma thinks that they were talking about the Blue Jays. Uh, look, they, your broadcast, Mariners broadcast is just focused on the Mariners. So then when you're listening to a national one and it's not all about you and not all the attentions on you, you know, you get a little insecure. It's okay. Just, just, just enjoy that they're on this thing. I like the sleek look of it. Yes, you're right. It does look crystal clear. I like the little stats and the probability things that they uh, keep updating on the sides of the uh, side of the screen. I like the well. Fonts. Who's making these probabilities? That's what I want to know. Where's this info coming from? Is uh, Hunter Pence just pulling these numbers out of his ass or what? Okay. <laughs> this is a reputable broadcasting group, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, probably, but I don't know. I didn't like all those extra bells and whistles. I wanted to watch, you know, 
Goldie or Sims and on route. That's what I like to watch. Okay. Well, let's just, we'll leave the broadcast alone for a second. This was, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously the game where Julio went swimming when he, if you haven't seen that yet, uh, he, he tripped and fell after just missing a home run going into third base. He also made that awesome throw later in the game. We had, the opposition had Blue Jays had runners on first and second, and a single was hit out to him at center field. And what did he do? Oh, he tried to, or he didn't try. He deep the uh, runner on second to slow him up from a you know advancing to third, and by doing that, actually had enough time to uh, throw him out at third base. It was a heck of a play. Really heads up. And speaking of that, you said there was some sort of beef that people were having with uh, our friends over there at Lookout Landing. That's what I saw online. They were kind of making fun of, or I don't know, making fun, but just saying that, you know, it's it's kind of a normal big league play as far as deacon them or something. I don't know. They were giving those guys a hard time. It I don't, like, you don't ever see this play. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what softball games they're watching that this is normal. Anyways, uh Look, you, you didn't – obviously, there was a lot of good DN on display. The bullpen really held this one down. Uh, I mean, this went into extra innings. Uh, also, in this game, there was maybe the worst send of Manny Acta's career, sending somebody around third base. Toro just getting nailed at the plate, back and forth. But, listen, the game ended on a real high note. You know what happened? Eugenio hit the game-winning walk-off, and he was mic'd up. You know, if he's not on Apple TV, he's not mic'd up. So we got the, all this awesome footage from that moment. And also, we <laughs> we could get into this in a second. Uh, we and also we would have not known about the moose getting flipped off by a Toronto fan if we were on Apple TV. What the hell happened there? Oh, that's right. I almost forgot about that. I was thinking about. Our pitching and how well Baracko, Baracky, Baracko, Baracky pitched for us. But yeah, the, that Moose, you know, was up to his shenanigans again, kind of like that Boston series who was hanging up in the uh, Diamond Club. And all of a sudden, you see a Toronto fan underneath to get something to drink or whatever. And she was not having any of the Moose's antics, was she? No, she flipped the moose off, which is very strange if she's Canadian because that's not how they act. I would expect that out of a Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah, where she wanted, where she yes, wanted it, to rip his antlers off. Yeah, so send me that. Well, that wasn't as bad as her, but yeah, she flipped him off on you know Apple TV. It's on Reddit. It's everywhere. Yes, Mariners won that at a split. Then the next game was game three. Robbie Ray out on the mound, being nasty, being Mr. Cy Young. He's obviously taken the reins of being the leader of this staff again, right? Yeah, he had another great game, was perfect. Up until he gave up that one run and was outstanding. And it was just awesome to see then the return of Matt Brash dominating, punching tickets, just striking guys out, followed by another youngster, um, Andres Munoz, doing the same thing, and then Seawald locking it down. And as far as the pitching, it was phenomenal. But and as far the as, new guy came through for us. Yeah, Carlos Santana with a two-run go-ahead home run in the eighth inning. That was a fucking rocket. Oh, it was beautiful. Got yeah. that foot down and launched it off the hit of here cafe. That's yeah. not named that anymore, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's the uh, Carlos Santana Cafe now. And uh, it's, the True. Car- it's the Carlos Santana Cantina. Okay. Uh, the, over there in uh, right field, it's kind of boring over there in uh, uh, T Mobile, to be honest. There's not a lot of like. Uh, social area over there. We uh, and we don't have a lot of left-handers pounding the ball over there until now. Now this last week, I've seen some really beautiful home runs hit there to right field. He won that game, and if that was the, if that if that if Game Four was the Godfather, Godfather Part Two was the next day. Santana back with two home runs. Also another great day from the bullpen back and forth, uh, all kinds of crazy shit happened in this game, all kinds of twists and turns. We had uh, the air, which I think is the toughest air I've ever seen anybody give given, 
but I don't know what you would actually classify it as if you're scoring, but the ball to Vladimir Guerrero, which would have been an ending inning and rally killing double play. The ball goes through his glove into the outfield and he gets an air for it. The Mariners score, tie the game. They retake the lead. And then Carlos Santana steps up to the plate again after a pop-up by JP to the catcher should have been done. That was a can of corn hit straight up, drops the ball. Uh, Carlos Santana steps up, gets that foot down. We got another home run. Like I said, if Game 3 was the Godfather, this was Godfather Part 2. It met all the expectations from Game 3, but exceeded them in Game 4 with the drama. Yeah, I mean, getting back to that play that uh, Vladimir Guerrero went through his glove, the Toronto fans in my area were livid. They were telling me that that's the third time it's happened with him playing for the Blue Jays. So it's not the first time it's happened. So they were frustrated and angry. But I loved it, especially how they ended up with hitting the home run right after that. So yeah, Vladdy's yeah, got great get it. series. Vladdy's got to check on who's stitching his glove over there. He should go talk to Stitch God seven one six. Shout out to Stitch God. Met him down in San Diego. Him and his fiance, real cool people. Does uh, jersey stitching there for the Mariners. Anyways, uh, this game. I mean, being there, like you said, had to be awesome. When these kind of plays happen, I mean, well, it was just so much back and forth in that game. This had to just be an awesome, awesome feeling there. Yeah, it was awesome. Like you said, back and forth, you know, we got down one, then we answered right back with that Santana, first Santana home run. And then we, you know, kind of piddled it away and it was a three-run deficit. But we uh, came back and you never felt like they were quite out of it. They got that feeling going with them now. They've been on that streak. And, you know, the uh, Mariner fans, got their money's worth. I wouldn't say the same for the Toronto fans, though. Is it for you? Need help? Yeah, and I've got 10 minutes to get to the radio station. Ah, here's the problem. Is it for you? Ever listen to KBLY? Should I? Stetson Cologne. Comfortable, easy to wear. Is it for you? And for that great smelling guy who started my car, I get off at six. Easy to wear, hard to resist. Stetson Okay, so the all-star selections have come out. Uh, I'm not going to go down the list and break down everybody that's on the AL. Let's just get to the, you know, let's just get to the headline shit, okay? Um, let's start with the positive stuff that we're all happy about. Let's start with the good news. Rajo is going to Hollywood. He's coming down here. Uh, uh, this was announced when during the game on Sunday. That's when I heard about it through the uh, radio broadcast that I was streaming. Um, but you were in the house. Tell me what that was like. When did everybody know what was going on? Yeah, between innings when he was warming up, they flashed something on the big screen announcing that he was selected. Uh, he gave a salute to the fans and especially the J-Rod section out there in center, right center field. So pretty cool. The ninja said that it gave him goosebumps. It gave himself goosebumps. I don't know if it gave Julio goosebumps, but was it one of those goosebump moments? It wasn't for me, really. I had, I was still sipping beer, so I didn't get any goosebumps. And, and listen, now you're, you know, you're, you're part of the media, so you have to just, you know, you have to call it right down the middle like you see it. So you're doing your job. <laughs> 10-4. As far as the all-star selection for Julio, were you surprised considering how uh, deep um, center field is uh, and even the AL uh, outfield? I mean, that's, that's, that's your, you know, those are your marquee people that are there. You, you got Trout. You got Judge. So right there, you're talking about the player with having the best season, the player who is the best player, and then you have Springer, and you have, isn't Buxton a center fielder slash DH? And then you have Julio. So it's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're five guys deep. I thought maybe possibly they 
we're going to do like a humbling thing, you know, with a rookie that's like, you know, like LeBron, he didn't play in his first all-star game, you know, his first season where it's like your, your time is coming and you're going to have lots of times, maybe give it to a veteran. They didn't, they, they gave it to the guy who's, you know, pretty much carried the offensive load for a team for the last, um, few weeks. He was the play rookie player of the month in uh May and in June and last week was uh the AL player of the week. So I mean it's pretty interesting that you can start off slow and if you are ascending and finishing strong, how much that helps you with uh being selected because if you just put the numbers up against everybody else's you know, they're all pretty similar. They're all very, you know, uh, awe-inspiring numbers to look at with all these players. So what do you think, what do you think made it, made the difference? And are you surprised? Um, no, I'm not really that surprised. I mean, as being the only Mariner, I am surprised, you know, the Mariners having the sixth best record in the American league only to get one guy and with Ty France being the second leading vote getter for first baseman. Um, I thought he would get a chance to, but uh, I'm glad they picked Julio. You know, he's in great company, following in the footsteps of uh, Griffey and A-Rod as rookies to uh, get selected. So um, he's going to have a career just like those two. He's a phenom. So I'm happy for him. You know, I know you're excited because you're going to the home run derby. You're hoping that he will be participating in it. So I hope that comes true for you. Yeah, and I think the he does deserve it, and we'll talk more and more about Julio. We'll you know spend a lot more time on him. Obviously, next week I'll be at the home run derby. We'll you know talk Julio stuff, but let's talk about probably they have it right here on uh you know the Mariners dot com is uh, that it was a bittersweet. It's a bittersweet day. Yesterday was a bittersweet day um, in the clubhouse. Yes, obviously emotionally into this eight game winning streak happy for Julio um, but also pretty disappointed and shocked and a bit upsetting about Ty France not making the team what do you think about that yeah I mean like I said earlier with him being the uh, second leading vote bidder in the first baseman and not making it's tough you know um, his numbers lately have faltered and him being hurt i was looking at who actually got the nod Luis ariza for um minnesota he's he's actually leading the league in hitting for average and on base percentage but even though that's the case i honestly think kai will get the nod here eventually maybe next week or pretty soon when a player either goes out because of injury or what have you so i think we the Mariners will get two guys it's just like i said surprising with our record as a sixth in the American league that we don't have at least two players on our team going. Yeah. And the first base reserves right now are Detroit's Miguel Cabrera, who's been invited as a legacy selection. Um, And then Minnesota's Luis. What's his name? Areas. And Minnesota's Luis areas who's played, you know, just as many innings, it says here at second base as he has at first. So, yeah, he's a he's a kind of a utility guy. That's for sure. He's not a single. Yeah, it is very strange considering how considering how much you know Ty France carried and kept this team on his back until recently, until Julio took off. And that's not account to a lot of these two out hits, a lot of these RBIs hitting the ball the other way, his decent defense. I don't understand why he's not. If I had to point at something, if I was forced to, maybe it's, you know, you were hitting 370 and now you're hitting, you know, 310 or below. Uh, you know, he was putting up a lot of RBIs. He has 45. That's still a good amount. But I mean, he doesn't miss two weeks of baseball. And he doesn't go through his injury. I, I and the Mariners have been hitting like this, and uh, I I easily could see him with ten more RBIs. So I don't know if it was that or the injury. What do you think it was? That 
I think it's got to be the injury. I mean, I'm hoping that since Dusty Baker, the AL manager that picks the uh, reserves, um, that Ty uses it as a little bit of motivation and fire. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't need the extra motivation when we're playing Houston, but, you know, if he can play with a chip on his shoulder, that's even better for us because uh, we're going to be running and gunning with them down the stretch here, I think. So it's uh, like I said, I just think that eventually I think he will get on the team. He's just too good of a player and had too good of a first half, not to. And it's, it is interesting that you bring that up. I, I've been thinking about that with, yeah, it is Dusty Baker. It is the Astros. And the last time, you know, we, we were seeing them, the last time we saw them on that trip, that's where the whole Ty France getting uh, hit and both benches clearing. And there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like hard feelings, especially from um, the other side of the diamond. Yeah, they definitely don't like each other. Their assistant coaches getting fired up and screaming, yelling, and service coming out to uh, defend his players. Like, remember, you know, France got hit, and then they threw um, at uh, Eugenio Suarez, you know? You know, even service said, uh, you know, quote, um, very disappointed for Ty France. Ty France is the best first baseman in the league this year and I certainly have a ton of respect for Vlad and he's an awesome player no question about it but until Ty's injury I thought he was a shoe in and he makes the final vote and doesn't get in hopefully he still will get in but very disappointed that he did not get in I mean that's that's really you know pretty true I mean uh two three weeks ago they were doing uh segments on uh MLB network just like they're doing for Julio right now you know it just kind of seemed like hey we only get one and that doesn't f- uh feel too um fair considering we've been the hottest team right now when you know all eyes are on baseball yeah exactly and like I said I hope you use the motivation and I, I have a good feeling that he's going to make the team. Yeah, and Ty also, it just seems like he, as far as I'm reading what I've seen, he he does feel slighted about it. So, like, when he was asked about it, he uh, said, quote, according to this article, I still have not processed it, but it is what it is. There are a lot of really good players out there. And not to take anything away from any of them, but I definitely thought I played my way in. I like that. I like that. I like that attitude. And here's the other thing. He grew up 20 miles away from Dodger Stadium. And like he said, quote, you hit it right there on the head. There's not really much I can say about it. Just a little disappointed, but it is what it is. But he also went on to say, like, if he does get selected, he definitely will go down and be part of the Midsummer Classic. Yeah, I mean, in in his quote, he sounds disappointed. And to me, I think it also has to do with him living or growing up so close to Dodger Stadium. And he had a great year so far. So I would feel the same way if a little bit slighted. So, you know, that'll be the motivation he needs. He'll hopefully get picked up because he deserves it. You know, we deserve at least a couple guys. And he's played outstanding first base defensively. And like you said earlier, he has carried us through the first half of the year for the most part. Well, we weren't getting those big hits or getting on. He was the one able to get a run going for us. Right. And then the third person that we kind of saw going to the All-Star game or just assumed he was going to the All-Star game was Logan Gilbert. He was not selected. And if I'm correct, does he lead the American League in wins? on top of having under a 3.0 ERA and a shitload of strikeouts and a lot of innings? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he leads the league, but he's got to be up there, you know, with 10 victories. So he's another guy that, you know, the first half of the first half just looked lights out, Cy Young-like, just dominating. And he's cooled off a little bit here lately, but... You know, there's a lot of pitchers to choose from. He could feel slighted, but hopefully he'll have many more years to come to make it. I just don't see him getting picked for like a replacement, but it all will depend on how pitchers are playing, you know, before the all-star break and where their uh, rotation ends up. So maybe he could get picked up. 
Yeah, and you know, to be fair, when you're looking at these rankings right here, they have them kind of on MLB.com at like number 16. That's kind of bubblish if you're in or you're out. You know, if he has a dominant performance yesterday, do you think that makes a big difference or were these teams already made uh, from this or what do you think about the pitchers? You know, it's hard to say. You know, Julio got announced during the game yesterday that Logan was pitching in, so hard to say. You know, the the, the uh, outing he had last thing him in San Diego, he wasn't dominant, but he was good and got the win for it, so it's hard to believe that they factored in yesterday's start, but uh, who knows, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, a very funny man. Please welcome from Seattle, Jay Buner. Here's one for you. Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, hey, why the long face? Here's one for you. Aren't you glad he decided to play right field for the Mariners instead? Oh, again, I just want to get back to how exciting was it being down at T-Mobile on Sunday or just to be down there for this uh, series. I know, you know, you weren't sure if you were going to go, but after that, the first three games, you had to get down there, right? Yeah, and I'm really glad I did. I mean, it was playoff atmosphere type, type of a game. Both crowds into it. Um, you know, Toronto getting out to the lead, uh, getting back in it, then giving up the lead again, and then coming back and eventually winning it. It was exciting, you know. Yeah. Before the game started, I got there and I met my met up at uh, the uh, Edgar's Terrace up top there, having a few beers. Is that before, what it's called, uh, the ter- Edgar's Terrace now? That's what I call it. Oh, okay. Because there's like an Edgar's that. down below, and then I don't know. But that's my name for it. So I like it. A uh, Toronto guy was starting. They were walking out to do their bullpens. And all of a sudden, I noticed, because I'm just kind of looking out there. I'm not first person in the row there. But uh, um, the catcher throws a ball up there. And I see it coming. And first in my, you know, it kind of slow motion me. And then I was processing in my mind about you last week, you know, getting almost getting that ball. Or you got one ball. You didn't get the second. Yeah, game. I didn't. I didn't tell. I did, that didn't make the cut on the oh, on the last okay. episode. But I guess you pimped me out to tell it after you. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, the catcher threw it up in the crowd, and um, it was coming. And I knew it wasn't high enough to get in the second deck, and it was still too high for me to jump and get it. So it ricocheted right off the sign, the Edgar sign off there, and. I was drinking my beer, I had my beer in one hand. Then it, so I played it off that, went down for it, and I couldn't make the play. And then it ricocheted off for the front grate there. And then I went down on my knees to grab it, and I threw part of my beer on a Toronto fan that I didn't realize at the time. <laughs> yeah. Lucky, was was, like, what happened to that? What did that Toronto fan do? Oh, it was. Uh, so I didn't end up getting the ball. Then it, I. It got kicked away from me, but it was funny. So I noticed the beer on the ground and, you know, everybody's kind of looking at me. And I tried to get a little aggressive because there wasn't any kids around. I wasn't going to bowl over any kids, but, you know, adult, it can be a free-for-all. So the Mariner fan says to me, yeah, I wasn't getting in your way. I saw you lined up and looking for it. You're a big guy. I didn't want to get in your way. And then I saw the beer everywhere. And, you know, I had a full beer and it ended up being about half. So I didn't dump all of it. And then the Toronto fan lady, probably, I don't know, 40s, 50s, she had on like a black capri pants, you know, that girls wear. And uh, mm-hmm. kind of a Little League style white with a Toronto Blue Jay emblem. And, you know, the, the, the sleeves. Yep. And the and first thing she says to me is, good thing it's my last day here, you know. Uh, just kind of commenting on that I spilled it on her. I said, oh, I'm sorry, you know. and. I said, could I buy you a beer? You know, just to be friendly. It just got on her leg a little bit, you know, but she's like, no, no, thank you. So I finished the last half of my beer and went and grabbed another one. And the bartender says, you're a grown man. How are you going for the ball like that? And I laughed, you know, and she noticed that I lost part of my beer. So she hooked me up with a freebie. And I was surprised at that. I thought that was pretty cool. 
That is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> that so you were kind of embarrassed when it all happened, though. Oh, totally. Yeah, I was the center of attention for a minute. And I try not to put myself in those positions, but we know that I do at times. Yeah. So I guess I should. <laughs> I guess I should for the listeners. Uh, I guess what you were referring to is that. Yeah. Well, we've had a couple of drops. Uh, the last couple of days. Uh, the last game in San Diego, I happened to be out in the outfield and I was talking to some people about the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. I was giving them the cards and talking to them. And there's this group of Mariners fans that were down in um, left center field, right, you know, right after the wall, first couple of rows. I went down there, uh, I was handing a couple of out. And then all of a sudden I saw this guy with a sign. I don't know what was on the sign, but Julio looked at the sign and he threw the ball. And he threw it directly in my direction. Uh, I don't know if it was for me in particular, but I was the only one standing there. Um, And uh, I didn't realize this was going to happen until he let go. Luckily, he was maybe like 100 plus feet away. So, I mean, he threw it and it was, 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 you know, a pretty decently thrown uh, ball. I had my phone in my hand, which I quickly tucked into my pocket, and I put my rye bread and mustard flyers in my mouth, and I reached across my body for the ball, and then smack right off my hands onto a kid's head into the front row. It was fucking embarrassing. Uh, not to mention I just handed out cards and was talking about the podcast. Those people were looking at me. Um it was weird. And then I had to walk all the way up the stairs away from it. And my hand stung like hell. I turned around and I was, uh, shaking my hands like, Oh, I hurt my hand. Like you would, if you were a kid to your parents and yeah. Julio was still looking cause he looks where the balls go. And he was like, just kind of like shrugging, like that one was right to you or that was <laughs> fucking catchable. <laughs> and I had to walk. So he back. hit you in the numbers. You know, it wasn't in the numbers. Like I said, he just threw it, but then it was just coming at me and I had to reach across my body with, you know, both my hands and kind of, cause it, it wasn't like a pop fly. It was coming pretty hard that you kind of had to, if you're barehanding it, you got to go with it. And I reached across my body and it smacked my thumb. And right now I, you know, this is almost a week or a week ago. I can still feel a little bit of that sensitivity from that smack. I mean, it was a good crack. It was like a, a Ric Flair getting chopped in the chest in the wrestling ring. Smack, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and then I had to walk up the, you know, balcony. I mean, I had to walk, yeah, and I had to walk up the aisle, and I got to the top, and the usher said, that's why you bring your glove to the game. Yeah. Man, I totally feel what hell was going through your mind because when that ball was in the air, all I could think about was you telling me you almost got one that day and I was just, you popped into my head. And it's so funny. I just focused in on it, you know, didn't realize or think that I had the beer in my hand. I was overly aggressive, you know, for the situation probably. And I went to one knee, you know, so I was like, like trying to attack the ball and pick it up. And, uh, just didn't make the play. It was an E C five. It definitely was an E five and mine was definitely an E eight. Uh it was just just pretty embarrassing. Like I said, maybe the most embarrassing part was I was just telling people about the podcast and then they see me going after a ball and it dropping or smacking off my hands and hitting a kid like literally hit this kid in the head in front of me and then went to the front seat and I just the front Row and I just, you know, it's like I did the walk of shame. Oh, and then, you know, the people in that little area there, you know, that's in the terrace were just staring at me, you know, like, what a buffoon, you know. And, uh, but it was good to see. I saw a couple of Mariner fans brought their, their brooms, so they were rubbing it into the Toronto fans. So that, uh, made me feel a little better. Yeah, but I guess the lesson is this. I'm going to the Home Run Derby next week, Hanno, and I'm bringing my glove. Yeah, those balls are going to be getting 
hammered out. I might bring both. I might bring, I might bring all three. I might bring my first baseman's glove, my my outfielder's glove and my catcher's glove. So, uh, you know how like, uh, the ninja was saying, you got to have your pens, your different pens for autographs. Well, maybe I need to bring my different gloves for different kinds of throws. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't go with a catcher's glove. Okay, I'll just go with the first baseman glove. You know I'm bringing the one bag scooper. <laughs> I know. Well, we're running out of time here. Again, thank you for listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. We're getting more and more downloads every show. So make sure you're downloading. Make sure you're subscribing. Thank you for liking. Uh, Please go rate the show if you have not rated it. Uh, And, you know, leave us a review. Uh, That would be great. That really, really, really helps out this podcast. We are about halfway to where we need this podcast to it has been growing and thank you for your support um and thank you for spreading the words just remember to like and subscribe and uh then you'll get the notifications of when these episodes pop out we try to get two out a week but like i said if we reach a certain goal there'll be some you know what do they call it a little bit more monetization so we can make some more content and get these things out to you And again, I'm Myron Sumner. I'm here with Hannah from Edmonds. And again, thank you. This is episode 21 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, a Mariner's podcast. Hannah, you know what time it is. Charge.